Yo, what is going on, everybody? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and today's video for you guys, week 10 wide receiver rankings for fantasy football in 2020. Inside of this video, we are going to be going over the top 32 wide receivers for week number 10 of the 2020 fantasy football season. Before we get into the video, I'd like to ask you if you guys are new and you end up enjoying during this video to please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below because not only is it free, I put out content every single day to help you guys dominate your 2020 fantasy football championship as well as before we get into it, I'd like to give you guys a quick word from my friends and my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. OverlayDFS.com is my favorite place to play daily fantasy sports, especially here on the Matchup Shop. Now, they also offer progressive bonus games that you can also play as well, the tournament that's also on the top of the screen, but I may mostly play in the Matchup Shop game variant on OverlayDFS.com. It's so simple. Pretty much, you got to choose between the matchups. This is for Thursday night tonight. They typically add more than this, so there may be a little bit more than these matchups when you actually log on on Thursday night, but the lines do end up moving, so you want to get them right when you see them because the lines do move just like in real sports bets. Pretty much what it is is player versus player fantasy football. Who scores more fantasy points? Derrick Henry minus 8.5 or Janu Smith plus 8.5? Who scores more fantasy points? Ryan Tannehill minus 5.5 or A.J. Brown plus 5.5? It is that simple. You guys do research all week long to win your fantasy football league. So why not win some cash on the side on OverlayDFS.com? And we are back. Let's get right into it. Week 10 wide receiver rankings. We begin with wide receivers 1 through 12 for the week. Coming in at number one on the week, we have Devontae Adams going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Devontae Adams ran an absolute train on the San Francisco 49ers defense last week, putting up over 150 yards. This guy is simply built different at the wide receiver position, in my opinion. He is the number one wide receiver in the league, maybe despite besides DeAndre Hopkins, him and D-Hop, in my opinion, are just on a whole another level at the wide receiver position. Now, that's not to discredit guys like Michael Thomas, guys like DK Metcalf, all these guys that are upper echelon wide receivers. I just feel like Devontae Adams is simply built different at this point in the season. This is a soft serve cupcake matchup for Devontae Adams to go in there and whip his cock out and absolutely mollywop the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. So I got him as wide receiver number one on the week. And number two, we have DeAndre Hopkins going up against the Buffalo Bills. And we saw last week, even in a high-scoring affair between the Miami Dolphins and the Arizona Cardinals, we saw DeAndre Hopkins get locked up like Kodak fucking black. So DeAndre Hopkins, will he get freed this week? Will they let him out of jail? I personally think so. I think this one is going to be a high-scoring game as well, with De- DeAndre Hopkins much more involved in this game up against the Buffalo Bills. I do think this is going to be one of the higher-scoring matchups of the week. And number three, we have Decaf Metcalf, DK Metcalf at the Los Angeles Rams. Now I know there's going to be people, oh, Nick, aren't you scared of Jalen Ramsey? Am I scared of Jalen Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey is not going to be able to just shadow one of these motherfuckers. He's going to go from Metcalf, in my opinion, I think he's going to go from Metcalf to Lockett. Metcalf to Lockett. Every single couple of drives, he's going to be switching on and off. Metcalf is just too good at this point in the season. He is just too good to discredit him if Jalen Ramsey is going to be covering him. I think he can get over that kind of shadow coverage, but I personally, again, I don't believe it's going to be a complete and utter shadow coverage on DK Metcalf. I think DK Metcalf is going to have a phenomenal game, thus like he has had pretty much every single game thus far this season. So I think Metcalf is going to be a top five wide receiver on the week at number three. At number four, we have Stephon Diggs at the Arizona Cardinals. We just discussed before with DeAndre Hopkins how high scoring of a game I believe this game is going to be between the Buffalo Bills up against the Arizona Cardinals at home 
in Arizona, so it's obviously not at home for Stefan Diggs. This one is going to be high scoring. Stefan Diggs has been playing quite well as of recently. Now, not as good as he was playing earlier in the season, but he has been putting up 10 plus point PPR performances. And I expect that to continue throughout the whole rest of the season. So I think Stefan Diggs is going to be a locked and loaded top five wide receiver in this very high scoring back and forth affair. At number five, we have Keenan Allen going up against the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Now, there's obviously concerns with last week how we saw. DeAndre Hopkins get absolutely clamped down by the Dolphins defense. Now, do I expect that to happen with Keenan Allen? No. I feel like that was kind of an anomaly for the Dolphins to completely and utterly shut down the number one target on the team. Now, could it happen up against Justin Herbert and friends? 100%. But I think Keenan Allen is going to get loose in this one and play well. Again, this is another game that I feel like is going to be decently high scoring unless, of course, the Dolphins defense just completely locks down Justin Herbert the pervert. At number six, we have Allen Robinson going up against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, I think this game is going to be a run-heavy affair from both sides and a relatively low-scoring close game. But with that said, as long as 9-inch Nick is starting at the quarterback position for the Chicago Bears, you just have to have Allen Robinson in your lineup. 9-inch Nick Foles looks for him a lot in the red zone as well as when they're driving up the field. And they really don't have many other options besides Allen Robinson, or at least, well, they do have other options. It's just that Nick Foles can't hit them. Darnell Monet will be wide open, 20 yards down the field, literally butt naked. There's no one around him. And Allen Robinson, or not Allen Robinson, fucking, have you guys ever seen that meme of Stephen Curry shooting a sup? from the moon that's pretty much what Nick Foles does he goes up and he fucking throws a shot like to the fucking moon and it goes nowhere near the guy unless it's Allen Robinson because Allen Robinson must have some type of magnetic thing to his hands and the ball just somehow somehow just lands in his hands every single time so I like Allen Robinson here up against a not so hot Minnesota Vikings defense at number seven we have slant god Michael Thomas going up against the San Francisco 49ers now this is a premier matchup a primo matchup as they say in the industry and I think Michael Thomas could go to town in this matchup but there's so many guys this week with great matchups. We're not even outside of the top 12, and there's still more great matchups to be had in these games. I think Michael Thomas balls, frankly. I really do. But again, we didn't see him ultra-involved last week, and if they just gobsmack the 49ers, like I think could happen, we may not see Michael Thomas put up as many points because they're going to try to run the clock out later in the game. At number 8, we have Scorn McLaurin. Terry McLaurin going up against the Detroit Lions in Detroit with or without Alex Smith, with or without Dwayne Haskins with or without whatever the other quarterback's name is who is completely escaping my mind. You guys know who he is, the former Carolina Panthers quarterback, who Kyle Allen, who was the quarterback of the Washington football team before he ended up getting hurt. It does not matter. It just doesn't. Terry McLaurin is too goddamn strong, too good of a player for it to matter. The Lions defense, not so good. Terry McLaurin, very good. So I'll take my shot on Terry McLaurin from deep, from three, bang, as they would say. Terry McLaurin is going to be a straight-up hit this week up against the Detroit Lions. At number nine, we have Bobby Trees going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, my only worry is not based upon this matchup. This matchup is cupcake. The Seattle defense sucks fucking cock, and Robert Woods has looked very good thus far this season. My only worry is Jared Goff. You either get—this is just a— I've said this probably in every single video from week one. We're all the way in week 10, but I've said it so many times, but it's so true. You either get the Jared Goff who is on point throwing fucking laser beams out of his asshole. Looking amazing. So accurate. Then you get the other Jared Goff who literally 
is in the pocket like Stevie fucking Wonder. He doesn't see anyone open. He's just throwing it all over the place, throwing picks. So you're either going to get one or the other. Up against the Seattle Seahawks, up against one of the worst defenses in the NFL, I'm going to go ahead and assume Jared Goff, that we get the Jared Goff that looks like fucking Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes, rather than the Aaron Rodgers that looks like goddamn kissing titties Mitchell Trubisky. So I'm going to go ahead and fire up Robert Woods here. This is an excellente matchup, as they would say in Espanola. At number 10, we got Tyler Lockett going up against the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I understand that Tyler Lockett has kind of disappointed a lot of people as of recently. His performance has been sub par, but again, he's on one of the most high-octane offenses in the NFL, going in a matchup that is going to be high-scoring, as long as Jared Goff can stay in the game. That is probably the biggest concern, is if Jared Goff goes full-on dumbass and starts throwing picks, but I don't think he will. I think Lockett's going to look good in this one, and I think a lot of people are going to feel real stupid after they've really sold out on Tyler Lockett as of recently. At number 11, we have Willie Will Fuller going up against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Again, just so you guys know, inside of the top 12, there's not going to be any players from the Thursday night football games or inside of these rankings at all. Why? Because they already played. That's it. It's that simple. No need to waste another spot inside of this video on a game that has already played. And number 11, again, Will Fuller. Will Fuller and his friend Brandon Cooks, who we're going to be talking about slightly later, have been on an absolute tear, blowing defenses, backs out, forming the Eiffel Tower. One gets the mouth, the other gets the ass, and they're just spanking them all up and down. Very nice, as Mr. Borat would say. And Will Fuller, this is a good matchup for Mr. Will Fuller. Deshaun Watson has looked like he has dropped the final thing inside of the Thanos gauntlet. Now, the Infinity Stone. I've never seen those fucking Marvel movies, but Thanos, the purple motherfucker, drops these things into his hand that makes him some type of crazy, like some type of, I don't even know how to describe it because I've never seen the movie, but he becomes like the ultimate version of himself, Super Saiyan-esque. If you've ever seen Dragon Ball Z, which I also haven't seen, I'm just going based off of what I've heard on the internet, he is, he's in sicko mode, as Travis Scott would say. He's at his peak form, his final form and they are balling out, and I think Will Fuller's going to have a fantastic game up against the Dog Pound in Cleveland in this game. At number 12, we have Cooper Cup going up against the Seattle Seahawks again. We touched upon it before. This matchup is fuego. This matchup is beautiful. It is menu fweak, as they would say, so I'm going to go ahead and fire up Cooper Cup in this matchup. I think both him and Robert Woods are going to do an excellent job tag-teaming that defense. Hulk Hogan and some other wrestler from back in the day together to defeat whoever the fuck is on the other Seattle Seahawks defense. Because if you're being honest with you, actually, you could probably name a bunch of Seattle Seahawks defensive players, but, man, it's just not that Seattle defense of the past, which is just so so weird to see. Like, uh, just a couple years ago, they're the 12th man. They're one of the scariest defenses in the NFL. Now, they're, like, one of the least scary defense, if not the least scary defense in the NFL behind the Jets, obviously, because the Jets defense sucks cock. Now, on to wide receivers 13 through 24. So if you guys have made it this far, I assume you have, obviously, because you're still listening to me. Please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. I would really appreciate it, and you will appreciate it as well, because I hit you guys with that content every single day at number 13. I know I told you guys we were going to talk about him. Brandon Cooks, wide receiver of the Houston Texans, going up against the Cleveland Browns. This man has been on even more of a tear than Will Fuller. Frankly, this guy has been amazing. This Browns defense hasn't been that great, at least corner-wise. Now, the front seven is pretty good, so I do worry about Deshaun Watson feeling pressure, but again, Watson... When the pressure comes, he doesn't give a fuck. He'll just maneuver out of the pocket and throw a nice dime to Mr. Brandon Cooks. And I like Brandon Cooks. He started off this season slow, slow, slow. This motherfucker was walking 
at snail speed, and then he hit hyperdrive, light speed, NOS style, whatever you want to call it. That's what he has reached, mock speed, and Brandon Cooks has been balling as of recently. So I'm going to go ahead and continue the train, choo-choo, and start Brandon Cooks on the week. At number 14, we have Wiki Wiki, DJ Chark going up against the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. Now, it seems like Jake Letton is going to be the quarterback in this one, which actually seems to be better than Gardner Minshew. Jake Letton really targeted DJ Chark a lot last week up against the Houston Texans. Now, obviously, you can kind of take that game and take it with a grain of salt, right? Because they're playing the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans defense is beat to shit. Actually, it's not even beat to shit. It just sucks, frankly. It sucked going into the season. It fucking sucks now. DJ Chark will obviously have a much tougher matchup here up against Jare Alexander's, I believe how you say his name, the corner of the Green Bay Packers, a very talented player. But I think DJ Chark will be able to overcome it, not early in the game. I think early in the game, you're going to be so pissed you started DJ Chark, but later in the game, when the garbage points fly in for the Jacksonville Jaguars, DJ Chark is going to light it up like uh, the beginning of a Little Wayne song when he hits the fucking little lighter and it makes that nice sound. At number 15, we have Adam Thielen going up against the Chi-Town Bears. Now, Adam Thielen right now, my confidence level for him is in the gutter. It frankly is. Adam Thielen, it's not even Thielen's fault. It, I wouldn't say my confidence in Thielen as a player is low, but my confidence in Thielen as a fantasy football player is low because it just seems like this offense is going to run, run, run the rock gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a fucking dream because Adam Thielen is just not going to see that many receptions. But in this matchup, I feel like, Mr. You Like That, Kirk Cousins is going to have to win this game. This is a must-win game for the Vikings. All the rest of the games are must-win games for the Vikings if they want to go ahead and make a spot back in the playoffs like they did last year up against the Chi-Town Bears on primetime. Now, we all know Kirk Cousins has erectile dysfunction in primetime. The guy is simply awful in primetime, but he's kind of gotten away from that erectile dysfunction. He has taken some fucking Viagra, and he starts lighting it up as of recently in primetime. We're looking better, so I'm confident in him. Adam Thielen up against the Chicago Bears. Please, fantasy lords, let it work out. At number 16, we have Robbie Anderson, wide receiver of the Carolina Panthers, going up against Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Now, I understand that Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore have kind of been disappointments the last couple of weeks due to the emergence of the great Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel, not all that great, but Teddy Two Gloves loves to throw the ball his way. Do I expect Robbie Anderson to kind of take the back seat like a cuck and watch Curtis Samuel ball out every single week? No, but I do think that... Robbie Anderson won't be have that potential top 12 potential like I thought he had. Frankly, if you guys thought I was looking a bit weird on the camera right there, it's because I was staring at a grasshopper that was looking face-to-face -face with me. It was a 1v1 duel that I ultimately won when I smushed his ass. So with that said, Robbie Anderson is going to be all right. I expect a bounce-back game. I don't expect something special up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But again, we saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get straight-up exposed on Monday night, up against the New Orleans Saints. At number 17, we have a guy in Travis Fulgham at the New York Football Giants. Last time these two teams teed off, Travis Fulgham had quite the game, and I expect him to have a good game again. Obviously, it's going to be slightly different because Dallas Godert is going to suit up in this game and take away some targets from Fulgham, but Fulgham is clearly the wide receiver one on this Philadelphia Eagles team, so I'm going to continue to roll out on the Fulgham train at wide receiver 17. Following Mr. Travis Fulgham, we have Chase Claypool going up against the Cincinnati Bungles. Now, the odds are one of these three Pittsburgh receivers will fail, right? 
because you can't just have three guys ball out and Ebron and Connor all play well, right? That's just seemingly impossible. In this matchup up against the Bengals, though, this is the premier matchup for a threesome, or a foursome, I guess it is, with the defense, the three Pittsburgh guys, and the Cincinnati Bengals defense. I have a huge Huge feeling that Chase Claypool is going to have yet another great game this week. At number 19, we have Justin Jefferson going up against the Chicago Bears. Now, again, the issue with these motherfuckers is you always have to rank them so high based on the talent, based on the fact that if they get the ball like three times, him and Thielen could ultimately win you your game, frankly. If they get the three catches that you want them to get, especially Justin Jefferson, who has the potential to go deep down the field, catch the ball, and take that bitch 100 and, or not 160 yards, obviously, maybe in the three combined catches, but take that bitch 60 yards down the field and score a touchdown. But the issue is, again, Kirk Cousins and the play calling. The play calling heavily favors a guy with the chef hat named Dalvin Cook. So take it as you will. I still think Justin Jefferson will be fine. But when you're talking about starting these guys, say you want to start Justin Jefferson or Tyler Boyd or Justin Jefferson or Deontay Johnson. When you're having questions like this, you have to bake in, do you want to start the guy with more upside or do you want to start the guy that is much safer? Justin Jefferson, in my opinion, has more upside than these guys, but the other guys are much safer. At number 20, we have Tyler. Yeah, Boyd going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, we were talking about this matchup before. We didn't really talk about the Cincinnati side. I don't love Boyd in this matchup. I am trying to pump my brakes a little on Tyler. Yeah, Boyd, but he just gets fed so often by quarterback Joe Burrow that I feel as though he will be fine up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He looked all right the last time these two teams faced off earlier in the season. But again, when these two teams faced off, that was like Joe Burrow's second or third game, I believe, in the NFL. Whereas now we're watching Joe Burrow play his 10th game or 9th game in the NFL. So he's obviously a much better quarterback at this point. All these rookies have gotten better as they've played more games. That's Herbert, that's Burrow, and that's Tua Tungavailoa. At number 21, we have Deontay Johnson going up against the Cincinnati Bungles. Now, again, just talked about it. One of these motherfuckers is going to fail. My bet on the guy that will fail is Juju Smith-Schuster. But it could be Deontay Johnson because Deontay Johnson always gets hurt, knock on wood. Every single time you play this motherfucker, he gets hurt. So what I've decided to do, and I told everyone to do last week, he didn't end up getting hurt, was you put him on your bench, and about a minute before kickoff, you fucking, you tease him, you know, you're rubbing the man's clit, and you throw him in your lineup, bam, and you throw him in there like a minute before the fucking game starts, and then he doesn't, he thinks you sat him, and then he's going to go ahead and ball out, because every time you bench this motherfucker, he decides to become Randy Moss, he decides to look like Chad Ochocinco, he decides to look like Megatron, he looks like Julio Jones out there, but when you go ahead and, and start him, he's looking like uh, fucking Dalvin Cook, who always ends up, oh, no, that, that's messed up. I was going to make a joke about Dalvin Cook getting injured. Knock on wood. Who's another guy that gets injured a lot? Maybe me, because I always fucking end up stubbing my toe. So he's looking like me on Sunday, and then he ends up getting hurt. So with that said, go ahead and tease him into your lineup, throw him in there late, and then he will think that he's on your bench, and he'll ball the fuck out on Sunday up against the Cincinnati Bengals. I digress on that stupid rant that I just went on. At number 22, we got Juju Smith-Schuster going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, again, one of these guys is going to end up busting all over your face, and you're going to be looking like Remy LaCroix. But with that said, Juju Smith-Schuster has been putting up some solid games as of recently, so I'm not completely sold out on Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster. At 23 and 24, we have the smorgasbord of Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receivers Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Now, which one of these motherfuckers takes the biggest hit with Antonio Brown here? Apparently, the whole team. The team took a stinker on Sunday night or Monday night football, whichever one that game was on. 
frankly, one of the worst performances I've ever seen out of Tom Brady. He looked like he had no idea what was happening. He looked like he was in... He looks like he was not in his own body. Someone else was fucking controlling him. That's how bad he looked. Um, I expect a bounce back here up against the Carolina Panthers. Quite frankly, I think there's going to be a big spot for both of these guys as well as Antonio Brown. But man, oh man, am I a bit nervous. This week, the guy I think takes the biggest hit with Antonio Brown flying onto this roster is Mike Evans. I think Godwin will be fine, so I got him at wide receiver 23. But again, take caution when you're starting these guys. Or not take caution, just understand the risk when you're playing these wide receivers for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tampa Bay Tom Brady. Now, onto wide receivers 25 through 32. So if you made it this far and you haven't already liked the video, what are you doing? Make sure you guys hit that like button. I would really appreciate it. Number 25, Mr. Double J, Jerry Judy, going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. On Sunday, Jerry Judy has been a cutie with a big fat fucking booty as of recently. He frankly has. Big booty Judy has looked quite well the last couple of weeks. He double tapped that Atlanta Falcons ass. And here up against the Raiders, the Raiders don't have the most fair defense in the NFL. They're not something super special to where Jerry Judy and Horsecock Drew Locke cannot figure out how to get that combination going. And I like Jerry Judy in this matchup a whole lot, just like a whole lot of money that Mr. Antonio Brown raps about at number 26. We've got Devontae Paca going up against the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers defense is Sheik's. So bad. Now, what's funny is the defense actually doesn't look that bad. And then, like, the fourth quarter, the defense literally could not stop anyone. Can't stop anyone. I would honestly bet that if you put Brian Flores, the Miami Dolphins head coach, in as quarterback, he could throw a touchdown on the Chargers in the fourth quarter. Put the fucking water boy in. Put me in. And I'll throw a dime like I ain't even trying all over the Chargers defense. With that said, this is a first week without... Preston Williams on the team. Obviously, the guy ends up getting hurt. How long will he miss? I don't really know. But Tua has seemed to like Devontae Parker in the red zone. I think Devontae Parker has a solid game here at wide receiver 26. But again, the risk is 